The Money Show. Small business. Pablo Fatidis has been facilitating a business growth workshop. What is growth? I've forgotten, Pablo. No, I'm being facetious. Of course I am. There, it's, it's astonishing, is it not, that in an environment of deep dysfunction and a lack of support for, for business, that there are businesses within failing sectors that are flying, that are growing, that are mopping up where competitors are falling over and collapsing, and they are creating great enterprises for their for, for their owners in the long term. Uh, and it's very real, Bruce. You know, it's not a nice inspiring story. It's not, let's be positive. It's none of that kind of fluffy stuff. They really are making strong inroads, good inroads, and very real inroads. And in fact, the more distressed that everyone else feels, the more they seem to be doubling down on the growth that they are managing to extract out of this economy. And it really is a process of extraction because it doesn't just simply fall at the doorstep of those businesses. Talk to me about your experience today, this uh, business growth workshop that you, you hosted today. What was the, what was the vibe? Look, the, the vibe is apprehensive, um, as one would expect, because there is, there is just, there are such profound levels of uncertainty in the economy itself. And in fact, the only thing you can invest in is the high likelihood that government will not get together its promise and delivery on uh, reliable electricity for at least the next three to five years. And I really believe that to be the case. Um, and that was really one of the main things that came out, Bruce. Uh, Bruce, And that is, it all begins with your mindset. You know, you can choose to have an operating mindset where you simply try and hold things together. You work really hard. You apply yourself as diligently as you possibly can. And eventually what happens is you hit a ceiling. That ceiling turns into frustration. If I look at the extent of load shedding we have at the moment, or let's call it what it is, power blackouts that we that have been forced upon us at the moment. That frustration turns to blame, the blame turns to cynicism, and it erodes any possibility that you will have the right approach towards growth. The alternative is the growth mindset. And the growth mindset, Bruce, is really well researched. And it really talks to adopting an approach that says, I see things for what they are. Your exact comment you made before we started talking about this, where you can turn around and say, it's an additional tax. I can blame government until the cars come home. It makes no difference. It is what it is. And the growth mindset says, I'm going to take a different approach, an approach that I'm unfamiliar with, an approach that I'm not even sure I understand yet, to finding growth in the economy and to adopting an approach that will yield growth in the economy. And the reason it's all new and fresh and different is because I haven't faced the trials and tribulations that I'm facing at the moment, which means that the way I used to do things that gave me good outcomes needs to be fundamentally different. Therefore, my approach to growth is always going to be accompanied by the precious gift of doubt in which I will make moves and I will learn about what works through action rather than contemplation. So it's an active approach to adopting growth 
And it's an active approach to making decisions, despite the fact that you are going to always only be partly informed. It's a hard thing to do. It's a massive leap of faith. And in order to do that, you need to know yourself very well. You need to know your business very well. You need to know your sector very well. And you need to know your customers incredibly well because you're not going to be going tilting at windmills like Don Quixote. You've really got to be very strategic about how you choose your growth edges because otherwise you end up going down some very dark and dangerous pathways here, Pavlo. Yeah, well, you you know... what, what it's been it's been fascinating to watch just globally what's happening, Bruce, with the the creeping uncertainty and instability right around the world. And what's happening in that environment is that we humans are starting to try are starting to go back to what's more and more and more familiar for us. So if you look at it, and it's it's a fascinating thing to watch in in, in, in places where there's been extensive uh, inward immigration. So people arrive in a country. They arrive in a country on a positive front foot. They're arriving because of opportunity in part. They're arriving out of necessity in part. And in the years prior to COVID, when the economies were fairly stable, fairly predictable, you knew what you were dealing with. People were very outwardly focused and positively focused around acting on their own volition and confidence. And yet, as we have become increasingly uncertain about the future, what people tend to do, all of us, is we go back to the more familiar and we look for companionship and we look for certainty in what is familiar to us. It doesn't really work because what's familiar to us is really what worked before. And where we are now is completely new. It needs a different treatment. So, I mean, we we spoke at mindset, and it is about the willingness to try new things, the willingness to look for growth. Because you do go, growth doesn't sort of come into your door and say, hello, Pablo, I'm growth. Would you like a little piece of me? Um, it'd be nice if it did do that. Uh, It'd be lovely. Um, But it it kind of hides in mysterious places, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So in many ways, it has to be hunted and it has to be hunted against a plan. So in our economy, the low growth environment is really going to come from three or four areas, Bruce, and it's going to be coupled and enabled, oddly enough, by inflation and high interest rates. The first area it will come out of is if you imagine your business in our economy and you run some numbers and you realize that in your business, in your industry, the game that you're in, you have 3,000 competitors, for example. I promise you, the mere fact that you're considering growth, that you're thinking about growth, that you're looking to roll out a growth plan, already sets you apart from 90, 98% of all those competitors. True. They are largely sitting there hoping things will change, angry that things are not changing, growing increasingly frustrated, increasingly blameful, and that feeds a negativity. And whilst they are in that space, what they're not seeing is that the difficulties we face in our economy is changing the way problems come about for customers and clients that typically you and your business would solve. 
And if you understand that the way their problems come about, that you can solve through your product or service, is changing, it means you have the opportunity to change the way you engage with the market. So whilst they're sitting there, frustrated, angry, pointing fingers, you're saying, hang on a minute, the behavior of people we serve is changing. How do I get ahead of that behavior and change the way I do business to take customers away from competitors and bring them into my fold? The second area is that big corporates, which carry big overheads and are far less agile and able to move quickly into new opportunities are becoming smarter and wiser. And the result of it is they're outsourcing more and more and more of what they used to internally deliver for themselves and own. And if we sit as mid-sized businesses on the fringes, looking at which corporates are becoming more agile and therefore outsourcing services that used to be insourced, if we have the ability to our, through our products and services to be that outsourced partner, you can land up with new business that you would never have otherwise have before. This is also a team sport, though. I mean, it's, it's all well and good having, because when you started out, of course, it was just you, and you were the one musketeer, and off you went, and you, you got new business, and you grew, and you were marvelous. You now are five, ten years down the line. You have got a team around you of people who work with you and work for you, um, and you hope are going to be on the same sort of path as you are. They've got to be buying into this and driving it right from the very start as well, because this is no longer just about you. You know, Bruce, in, in 2016 and 17, we were part of a collective that did um, quite a deep dive research uh, uh, a survey into over 10,000 businesses, not only in South Africa, in, in the UK, in the US, in, in Europe as well. And... We looked at what all the impediments to growth were. And what astounded me was that 95.4% of their employees, of these companies, their employees were unaware of what the growth intention and the growth plan was. And you kind of look at it, it sounds obvious, but you kind of look at it and say to yourself, well, what that then means is as a CEO of the business, if your team is unaware of why you're doing what you're doing, is unaware of the growth intention. It means all of it is going to be left on your shoulders. And I have seen companies burn out because of this exact issue. Firstly, your employees are more likely to be at the coalface and are closer to customers and suppliers than you are because they, they, they engage on a daily basis. And through that, they get deeper insights, more valuable insights. If you don't engage your team and you don't co-create that growth plan with your team, when you try and force a growth plan down on your team, they're going to look at it and say, what are you smoking? That's not the way our customers engage. That's not the way our suppliers are behaving. Where did this theory or business plan appear from? As opposed to if you build it with them and take them with you on the journey and co-create it alongside them, recognizing the value they can add. Grow with the team rather than grow alone. It's a far surer route to extract the very hard-won growth gains 
that this economy offers. But it's also, Pavlo, there is so much that is beyond our control. The environment is not particularly helpful. And maybe that is a huge benefit to people who are in a growth mode. Because people who are not in a growth frame of mind, who don't have the growth mindset, are going to be using the environment as the reason to not do stuff. If you're not, if you're growing, the environment shouldn't matter as much as it does to those who are waiting for the times to improve, perhaps. You know, the wisest of the wisest people that have ever lived, and I'm talking about people who started articulating this principle, this idea, over 10,000 years ago already. And yet it is so hard to grasp because it's so simple and so profound. The only thing, Bruce, ever in life worth paying any attention to is what you have control over. Time runs out for all of us. And if we put any of our attention on anything that we cannot bring about and manifest, we're going to find ourselves in the situation you've just described, which is where we sit back and blame. And in doing so, the blame itself will yield the outcome of what the blame was intended to yield. And that is a failure to achieve the growth. If you pay attention to what you can control, you will derive a growth plan that you can bring about. And if you pay your attention to that, it will manifest. Pablo Fatidis at Auric Business Accelerator. Thank you very much indeed. How to grow when there's no growth.